0: Meow. What a show, baby. Meow. Right? That, did I do? That was like I was being a cool cat. I was like, meow. Oh, no? No. Okay. How about nerd alert? Um, welcome to the Harland Highway. I'm Harland Williams, your your host. Thanks for being here, man. Amazing show today. Oh, my God. Well, let me take the, dial that back a little bit. Apparently, d- Professor Charles Asmunch is calling in to to illuminate us on some of the topics we're going to be talking about today. Uh, He's a professor that's very well educated, but I find him to not say much at all. You'll find out when you hear from him, but uh, he's going to be calling in uh, commenting on uh, getting chipped. We talked about the computer chips being put into our bodies. I've got some follow-up information and some some interviews with people and their opinions about being chipped. Also, uh, we have a crazy news story that involves the penis. Oh, my God. This this one makes me a little squirmy. Yeah, we have a penis-filled crazy news story. So Dr. Ass Munch, computer chips, penis stories, I mean, it's all happening right here. It's the only place it can happen. So put your helmet on. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Harland Highway.
1: Put on your seatbelt. It's about to get bumpy. Oh, how perfectly awful. I get my kids above the waistline, sunshine. When will they take the bandages off? We don't know who we are. We don't know where we are. You're riding down the Harland Highway. Let us out of here! Please! Let me tell you. You're starting something here that... That's what you should be frightened of. <gasps> Fuck yeah, bud. Just leave us alone. Sit down, strap in, and shut up. What's going on? What's the matter? I thought maybe if I could kill him, I could make him stop. My mother never breastfed me. She told me she liked me as a friend. Who are we? This is the Harland Highway. What? It's the Harland Highway. It's it's a cookbook.
0: Ah! All right, I'm not going to do it as a crazy news story, but I'll do this as a crazy news story follow-up. Uh, last podcast, I got all fired up because uh, you know I, st- uh, I I I got some information about a company that was going to chip you, put insert a chip in under your skin that c- c- contained all your pertinent data and allowed you to be ID'd and shop and scan and open doors and all this stuff. It's something I've been touting for a long time, and. Uh, There's some follow-up on it that I want to share with you. Uh, Some people who are are, uh, directly and not directly involved, uh, you know, have been asked their feelings about getting chipped. And so here's here's a little bit of the pros and cons from actual real people when they were asked if they would want to be chipped. It's all about the chips. Many people would benefit
1: from it. It would be more efficient, definitely. No, I won't be chipped.
0: Sci-Fi Met 2017 this week with the news that a Wisconsin firm is embedding microchips in their employees. Reaction was heated with lots of worries about Big Brother. But quick reality check: the chips do not have GPS, and the folks we spoke to could think of some positive aspects about being chipped. I forget pa- I have so many passwords for everything, so it saves time if you if you forget it, I guess. You know, it would just already be in you. You don't have to like keep memorizing things or writing it down.
1: Uh, uh, People who are uh, potentially going to be incarcerated, maybe they can trade shipping for incarceration. It's good for identification. Trying to get through an airport, it, it would be really quick
0: to like get your identification in.
1: And those were some of the
0: nice comments we heard. Others, not so much. No, I think it's just unnecessary.
1: I don't, I don't really want to be considered a number. I'd rather be a person. I'd be afraid that they might uh, enable a GPS and they'd be able to track me all the time. It's too much like 1984.
0: Well, 1984 has come and gone a long time ago. And whether you like it or not, you're in the 1984 world. You know, all these people that you just heard from, I'm assuming, have cell phones. And if you're carrying a cell phone, you can rename it a GPS chip, okay? And most people I know have their cell phones like pretty much glued to them. So we are all walking GPS chips, okay? Unless you leave your phone at home or lose it or forget it, you're a walking GPS chip. So is it really that big a difference to to take the next step and put it under your skin and humans, you know, humans are always have this defiant streak, right? Humans are always like, "I don't want to be part of the system. I don't want to be, I don't want to be part of the 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 pack. I don't, I'm an individual. You're not melding me in with the, all the other. You're not lumping me into everybody else." But the reality is, if I can put on my psychologist hat for a minute, most people like being lumped in, even whether you want to admit it or not. Because when you're not lumped in, guess what? You're an outsider. You're kind of a outcast. You, you're you're a non-conform. You are you are a non convo you do not fit in. Even if you're an artist, you know, even if you're an artist or a writer or you're creative or you're you're a, you're a you're an outside of the box, edgy entrepreneur or you're you're some kind of radical. I mean, guess what? You know, radical people have cell phones. Radical people have to go to the grocery store and walk up and down the aisle with a little cart while the Muzak's playing and buy food to stay alive. Radical people need electricity and phones and cars. And so, so despite all the varying attitudes and personas that people portray or wear, if you will, at the end of the day, as a human being, unless you're kind of insane and you don't know any better and you're really out there then you know what we're all kind of part of the fold and some of us can pretend that we're not you know oh, i'm a radical man i eat vegetarian food and i you know i protest on the weekends and i uh i've got my my politics are i think there should be no governments and we should all ride whales Uh, Can you excuse me for a minute? I got a call coming in on my iPhone. Hang on. Yeah, it's noisy out here. I'm gonna go get in my car and uh, close the door so I can hear. You know, it's. And I'm I'm not saying that everyone's just a, you know, everyone's exactly the same. But on a foundation level, okay. Humans like to be part of the collective tribe. We like to fit in, and so. And so everyone who is kind of against cell phones and computers and cars, well, they all have them. We all have them or we all want them. And if the next wave of technology is to get chipped and getting chipped provides all these benefits of speeding up your life, simplifying your life, clearing up clutter in your life, I mean, man, you, people are going to get chipped faster than you can say uh, Pringles. Okay, I mean, let's say you're a you're a guy in the mall or you're a guy over in uh, you're on vacation in in Aruba, you're on vacation in China. And God forbid, all of a sudden you have a stroke or you have a heart attack and everyone's trying to figure out who you are and what your medical condition is and what your medical history is. But lo and behold, they just go beep, beep, beep. They check your chip and it could save your life because you get medical treatment so rapidly or god forbid you get lost you're you're on a, oh let's go to the let's go to costa rica and go hiking and you get lost in the jungle normally it'd be a death now right you'd be like 8 days eating leeches and skinning snakes and you know eating raw koala babies but all of a sudden it's like, beep, beep. oh, there he is. He's underneath the banana tree right by the alligator nest on the side of the river right near the wombat juice, you know. I mean, yes, it makes life, uh, you know, kind of like, I guess, what what's the word I'm looking for? It It makes life maybe a little less spontaneous. Or does it? I mean, I guess we could still be spontaneous. I guess it makes life a little less private. And, uh, you know, it almost seems in a world where our population is just blowing up, where it's 7.5 billion, it's going to be, you know, before you blink your eyes, it's going to be 20 billion. And in in those billions, you're going to have, you know, bad people. Well, guess what? The chips are going to help track the bad people, too there's going to be chips inside of people who are in ISIS and people who are terrorists and people who who want to rob banks and people who are uh, child molesters and, and sex perverts. And I mean, come on, man, there, there's an upside to this stuff. So I figure if you're a fine, upstanding citizen who's not out to harm anyone and just live a happy, peaceful life, is there a downside to being chipped? I don't know. Well why don't I, why don't I read a few more of these uh, comments on uh, on the chip thing and see, see what people are uh, are thinking. Here's one lady that says, we don't generally have outside pockets in our clothes. So we have to carry a purse for my keys and a phone and other things. This is a woman. If I had a chip, I, w- I wouldn't have to lose things and I could pay for things open my car doors, and so many other options. That's interesting, right? Um, let's see what other people say here. Here's a girl who says you could replace passwords forever. She says she has so many passwords, she always forgets them. And she goes, if they're already in you, you wouldn't have to memorize them. I think we heard from her. Another person says what I said on my last uh, my last podcast is that the a, an implant chip could soon uh, lead to allowing you to receive phone calls through an accessory earpiece. Uh, this person says it would be all about the chip. Here's here's one to my point. Medical safety, you could put vital information into the chip. If someone passed out, they might be able to read from the chip what allergies or medical problems they had. Here's another one I mentioned. Keeping tra- track of criminals. Instead of ankle bracelets that monitor the movement of those, those under custody, maybe they could trade it for chipping. Here's one. You could buy goods at a store quicker. It would eliminate cash registers and let cu- customers pay with an app. You could walk in and walk out of a supermarket, and the chip would let the store know it. Here's another one. When I meet people and they would say, can I connect with you? I say, read my chip. There's no exchange of business cards. I just show up in their contacts. Wow. Speed dating, man. So these are just some of the comments and some of the uh, other ways you could use a chip. I'm sure you can imagine there's hundreds of, of thousands of them. And uh, it's coming, man. That's all I'm going to say. I'll leave it there. You are going to get chipped.
1: Oh, this is so exciting.
0: Who is it? Oh, okay. So, well, Roger tells me we have a, a, uh, a, a professor from a university calling in, okay, to talk about this. Well, see, I'd rather hear from someone who's a, uh, an educator who has some pedigree. Uh, to talk about this this topic um because it is it is technologically advanced it is futuristic i'm just a i'm just a guy kind of sharing my simple thoughts but I, I i think it would behoove us to really have an expert in the field someone with a an education who who's calling in roger he's on the line well why won't you tell me okay well i don't care i don't care I don't know why you won't tell me, but just put them through. Let's talk to him. This is a great topic.
1: Uh, let's go. Here we go. Hello, sir. Hello. Hello. How are you today, Mr. Williams?
0: <laughs> Who is this?
1: Uh, this is uh, Professor Dr. Charles Asman. How are you? Roger. What the hell? It's uh, very good to be on your show today. I think this is a very important topic that, uh, you know, everyone should uh, listen to.
0: Well, we are talking about it, Professor, and if, if you can add to the conversation, then I guess, uh, you know, it's, it's always, I guess, important to get an educated opinion.
1: Well, th- thank you very much, and I think what your listeners need to understand here is that uh, according to all the uh, physics, the uh, laws of science, and, uh, you know... Uh, uh, g- g- gratification, that uh, we need to know and we need to understand as a species, as a human collective species, that, uh, you know, uh, re of the uh, factual uh, portions of uh, modern, uh, you know, artifacts uh, can never be underestimated in a situation as we move forward as a uh, robust and uh, capitalizing uh, terminal.
0: Oh, see okay. Now right away, I'm not sure if either you're too advanced for me to get what you just said or what you said is complete and utter.
1: And we need to uh really when we're thinking about being chipped, I think we have to uh get the transformer in place. We need to uh look at the underbelly, the real underbelly of the uh, crucial mix of, uh, you know, polluting and confiscating uh, different uh, variables in the molecular uh, atmosphere that, uh, you know, has a gravitational complex.
0: Okay, see, I'm I'm not sure that I understood one word of that, Dr. Assmunch, and I'm not sure even you understood it. It sounds like a heaping load of...
1: So, where I'm going with this, Mr. Williams, is that... uh, there's a pulley system in place here, and uh, what we've got to do is we've got to watch the up-and-down action and, uh, you know, not be afraid of the fibrous nature of the, uh, the constructive de of the platinum, uh, first and foremost, of course. Uh, the, uh, the hemoglobin, which comes uh, right in behind uh, the infrastructure, and then uh, right down, all the way down the chain to the, uh, the bacterial mix that uh, really uh, confiscates the uh, bilateral uh, upside down. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't really want to throw this word around, but uh, I will. Transmorphic. Uh, transmorphic. Sir? Transmorphic. Morphification.
0: Okay, look, we're talking about being chipped sir professor and 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 i'm not sure that anything you're saying is really moving the needle and helping us understand the whole futuristic uh, you know wave of technology coming that's going to affect all of us well
1: you know it, it, look i have a degree and and for me this is as clear as apple punch uh you know and that's why i've called into your show to help clarify the nectar that uh you know, runs from the, uh, the channel that uh, goes around the bilateral uh, deconstruction factor. Now, if we're talking about uh, molecular uh, partiality, then I think your listeners are really going to find that as we move into the future, uh, the lens in which we, uh, you know, churn... The uh, the iodine is really what we all want to uh, move towards, and uh, the momentum that we create is, uh, you know, jet-propelled uh, into the carburetor of our very, very existence.
0: Sir, you're just using crazy big words, and uh, y- y- you're not saying a damn thing. You're confusing everybody, and... I'm just going to call you out, sir. You, 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 you're, it's a load of bullshit, Professor Assmunch.
1: Uh, it's Dr. Charles Assmunch. Uh, and, I, and I understand your frustration, uh, Mr. Williams. You know, these are not easy things to comprehend. They're hard, hard to wrap your, your head around uh, you know, the future. And if I can just break it down and simplify it uh, and pause to take a, uh, well, an embalming fluid type of uh, metallic uh, aluminum type uh, stance on this. I think that when you uh, you get to the nucleus and you get the catalyst of where this technology is uh, overdriving, I really think you're going to get a particle beam view of the, uh, you know, the uh, catastrophic uh, pressure system that's driving this whole uh, infrared uh, particle beam.
0: Okay, so I'm sorry, but you're, you're using up my valuable time. You're not saying anything, Professor Asmunch, and I'm, I'm just going to let you go, all
1: right? Well, if you could let me just make my case uh, real clearly. Uh, there's a texture to this that, uh, you know, has, has some kind of... Uh, I'd say aluminum, uh, maybe a, uh, a, uh, you know, olive oil type, uh, base to it. And, uh, there's a catastrophic, uh, environmental...
0: Okay, thank you, sir. Well, fuck you, then. What? Wait a minute. Fuck me? God, come on. Ro- Roger? Why am I the bad guy here? I, you know, I'm, I do this topic... And this guy's forget it. Let, let's just move on to the next bit. I don't even want to talk about Professor Charles Assmunch. What a what a BS king, man. I mean, ju- it's just whatever. Rod, you know what, Roger? Let's let's get into. Do we have anything else that that's real that we can talk about? A cra- a real crazy news story. Okay, good. Let's let's get away from Doctor Charles Assmunch and let's get into a real. Harland Highway crazy news story.
1: The Harland Highway (laughs) crazy news story. That's weird. Wow, that's strange stuff. All
0: right, this is crazy. You might need a barf bag for this one. Guys, are you ready for the crazy news story headline? Penis enhancement surgery. Results in man's death. Oh my gee. Is that not the most horrific male nightmare one could have? Let's get into this story. One man's penis enlargement surgery turned fatal has become a cautionary tale with doctors in Sweden warning those desiring to enhance their manhood. I hate that term, manhood. It's just something wrong. It sounds like Robin Hood. Hello, I'm Robin Hood, dark penis of the Sherwood Forest. Give me your money or I will urinate all over you. Uh, Here's the story. A healthy 30-year-old man in Stockholm wanted to increase both the girth and the length of his genitals using a process where fat is transferred from his belly to his penis. You know what, Chubby? If you maybe uh, you know went on a diet and lost some of your belly fat, your wiener would look bigger against your body. The man was one of eight thousand four hundred people who worldwide seek to enhance their girth every year. Yikes! Uh that's—I I mean, that—that's—I don't know. I don't even know how they do that. Um, the story goes on to say that surgeons had finished the elongation portion of the surgery and were in the enlargement part, which involved injecting the pace- patient with two fluid ounces of his own fat cells. Oh, God. When things went wrong. How about things went wrong the minute you're sucking flubber out of your stomach and injecting it into your penis how about things went wrong right there, man? I mean, dude, like get some Viagra, bro. Oh, um, let's see how the let's see the the uh, the fat leaked into his veins and traveled to his lungs, which resulted in lung embolism, rupturing his blood vessels. The patient who was found to have no prior heart conditions ended up having a heart attack on the operating table despite attempts from doctors to perform CPR. The man passed away two hours later. Oh, my God. You'd, You'd think out of respect for the process. They knew he was dying. Instead of performing CPR, as a courtesy, do you think maybe one of the nurses could have performed? Gee, I won't even say it. But I mean, come on. It was like the guy was going down. All he wanted was a big erection. You think one of them could at least give, a, give him a goodbye, happy ending. You know what I'm saying? Doctor, he's flatlining. All right, get the rubber gloves and the Vaseline. Um, The conclusion of the study said this is the, f- this is the first described case where a seemingly simple and safe pr- procedure of penis enlargement cause sudden death in a healthy young man. Yikes. That's so scary. Uh, uh, Surgeons advise against the completely useless surgery because it, quote, never works, and because of other horrible consequences from disfigurement to permanent erectile dysfunction and even worse. So, wait a minute. If this thing never works... Why would this idiot do it? I don't get it. I, I don't get it here. It says the majority of men seeking penile elongation treatment have a normal penis size, which is functionally adequate. Uh, and so it is suggested that most patients seeking this election, elective surgery suffer from body dysmorphic disorder and cannot accurately see their bodies okay well how about instead of investing in a life-threatening expensive surgery you invest in a full-length body mirror hello I mean are you kidding me this is just tragic and you know you gotta wonder if it goes back to you know if the guy just was self-conscious or had he been mocked? Had he been on a few dates and the girls, you know, when he pulled down his pants, did they chuckle?
1: <laughs> What's that? What's that little teeny tiny thing? Did you drop a, did you drop a party sausage in your lap? What is that? Is that a cigar
0: butt? Did you put a cigar butt out on your on your balls? I mean, I I just feel bad for a guy. And you, you got to figure, like, if you're going to get it made bigger and wider, you know, if you're going to go down for the surgery, you you got to figure anybody who's going to go through that hell is like, you know what, since I'm doing it anyways and since I never want to revisit this, you know what, uh, why don't we make it – Two and a half feet long and let's say five inches wide. Basically I want the uh, the penis of Secretariat, the racehorse. How about that? I mean, how big and how wide do you want it, man? So I feel sorry for this guy who died for his penis. That's not how one should die. One should die of old age. You know, I wouldn't want to read this guy's gravestone. Here lies Jonathan Smith for all eternity. He will never get up. If you know what I mean. Um. So, RIP to uh, Mr. New Penis. I hope there's an angel in heaven that's... You know, maybe had vaginal reconstruction that's welcoming you with open angel wings. And I'll leave it right there.
1: Oh, it's lovely. It's just lovely.
0: What do you mean he's back? I don't want to talk to him again. No, he hung up on me. He told me to, I think he said, F you, and he hung up on me. Don't put him on, don't put, oh God, Roger! Hello,
1: Mr. Williams.
0: Do, do, Dr. Asmunch, listen, I, I don't appreciate you using foul language and hanging up on me, sir.
1: Well, I had to call back because I, I, I'm here in this segment you're doing about the penis enlargement surgery. And, uh, you know, as a professor, this is a, an area that I think I can uh, enlighten your listeners with and uh, probably do a good job of... You know, walking them through the uh, transmorphication of this uh, kind of delicate procedure.
0: Oh, really? So now you... you, you first you illuminate us about, uh, you know, the, the, the chip technology. So now you, you're going to fill us in on penis enlargement.
1: Well, I, I, I'm detecting sarcasm in your voice, and I understand it. You know, a, a man with my pedigree, with my credentials, it's, it's often not easy to follow the, uh, transponder that I keep, uh, inside of the, uh, copper coil, and, uh, if, if some of your listeners, uh, some of the, uh, more elevated listeners, uh, I, I, get something out of what I have to say, then, uh, you know, there's a fluidity to, uh, the, uh, the cellular structure of what I'm trying to, uh, uh c- you know, commemorate.
0: Okay. <laughs> Do, do you have something to say about this penis enlargement surgery or not, sir?
1: Well, if you if you you know if you could lose the hostile tone, Mr. Williams, I'm I'm really here to uh, add to the conversation, not detract from it. Well, then go ahead, sir. We're waiting. Well, well, thank you for for the opportunity. I, I think this story is uh, is a tragedy, a Greek tragedy. Uh, you have a man who went uh, under the knife to, uh, you know, basically reroute the infrastructure of the uh, LCBU, and uh, something happened along the way where, you know, the bacterial enzymes that, uh, you know, coat the uh, arteries... Uh, uh, Sir? The arteries uh, really uh, probably uh, reversed... Uh, It's neurology. And uh, when that happens, uh, the architecture and the infrastructure of the uh, cohesive, uh, you know, particles uh, really start to break down uh, the informative uh, network of uh, how, uh, you know, the communicative uh, possibilities uh, arise within the uh, oral, uh, you know, network of things.
0: Oh really? Okay. Thank. Well, now I think I'm starting to see it all very clearly, Doctor Charles Asmunch.
1: Well, it just takes a little uh, illumination. It takes a, it takes a little uh, deep explaining. But if you rub into the uh, the cortex of the uh, the affiliation here, you're going to understand that. Uh, Not all of the, uh, the carbonite, uh, you know, mica-infested, uh, larvae uh, are gonna have room to, uh, really, uh, transport themselves into the particle, uh, you know, uh, Humvee type of situation.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, please do tell, sir.
1: Well, thank you, and, uh, you know, there's a waxy residue, okay, and this is important, there's a waxy residue, that uh, really becomes a timepiece for the uh, the unraveling, the unraveling of the evolutionary uh, mind melt. And so when people get their head wrapped around the clasp of this uh, this transgender, uh, transported, uh, transformative, uh, you know, uh, back rub, uh, palatial, uh, you know, uh, Jurassic-era type uh, carbonation, then you really start to uh, get the aroma, uh, Mr. Williams, of uh, the digitized uh, trans-functionality of, uh, you know, the adjoining uh, perspiration.
0: Oh, 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 now I see, Dr. Charles Asmunch Thank you so much.
1: But, okay, then uh, I think that's it.
0: Good. Well, then, uh, let me return the favor, because I think what you just gave us was a big, heaping pile of bullshit. And, you know what? Like you did to me earlier, uh, fuck you, sir. Okay. What do you mean, okay?
1: Well, I mean, you know, you you gave me the fuck you, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, you're supposed to hang up at the end of it. You don't just you don't just keep you don't hang you don't stay on the air and uh, you know modify the, uh, the 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 ball and piston joint that's uh, regulating the uh, infrastructure. Okay, well then let, let let me help you out here. It goes something like this, Mr. Williams. Okay. Uh, fuck you.
0: Wait a minute did he just do it again god damn, roger what the ah i don't want that idiot back and you, you know what roger to make sure he doesn't call back i'm ending the show right here that's it no i don't care yeah i know we we're gonna do more but forget it i because you know what he'll phone back again annoying the guy has nothing to add it's just he just used up a big chunk of 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 the whole show and i'm not gonna let my listeners be subjugated to that kind of abuse it's just nothing he says is that makes any sense Hey, hey, hey. All right, let's 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 get to some announcements here, folks. If you want to write me, you can write me at harlandwilliams.com. Uh, we have a contact link there. We also have a phone number if you want to leave a voicemail. Uh, the voicemail uh, number is 323-739-4330. It is just a machine, so you don't have to worry about talking to anybody. You can say whatever you want. It takes about six rings to pick up. It's a little old school, but it will pick up. And you have about two minutes. Some people ramble too long, and then they run out of time. And I feel bad because they probably think we hung hang up on them. But it's, it's timed out at about two minutes, so we don't get you know messages that are too long. And uh, we would love to hear from you three two three seven three nine four three three zero. Please lay some some of your wisdom on us, or whatever you want to lay on us. Uh, also, um, we have a store at the website. You can buy some fun merchandise at harlandwilliams.com. Uh, also, uh, go into our app link and you can uh, get the premium membership for $20 a year. You get bonus material. You get, uh, you get all kinds of cool bonus material. Plus you get every episode of the Harland Highway ever done. And we're coming up on 900. Soon to be a thousand. Twenty bucks for all that. Are you kidding me? That's pretty good. Hey, boo-boo. That's some pretty good stuff right there. Thanks, Yogi. Um and what else can I tell you? <laughs> uh let's see. Uh let's talk about some of my stand-up comedy gigs. If you go to harlowilliams.com, you will see my fall tour schedule. It is up. And uh, hopefully, I'm coming to your town and city. We're starting in uh, in Portland, Oregon. Yes, indeedy doodle uh, September 21st to the 24th at Helium Comedy Club in Portland, Oregon. Uh, October 20 uh, September 28th to October 1st, I'll be in Schaumburg, Schaumburg, Chicago, Illinois, at the Improv, great club. Gonna love it. Uh, then uh, in October, October 12 to 15, I'll be in Irvine, California uh, at the improv at the Spectrum. And then uh, I'll be in Buffalo at the Helium Comedy Club, November 2nd to the 5th. And then off to San Jose, California. I love that club, man. San Jose, November 16th to the 19th. And then up in Edmonton, Alberta at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. That's November 23rd to the 26th. Oh, my God. Just gold, man. Classic stand-up comedy. All these dates are on the website. Check it out. Hopefully you can come out and uh, hang out, see the show. Also, thanks for watching Puppy Dog Pals, my Disney cartoon on Disney Junior. And also, uh, check out my rock and roll music, my album that I did with my cousin Kevin Herm from the Barenaked Ladies. We have a hobby band called The Cousins, and our album is out called Rattlesnake Love. That's on iTunes, The Cousins, Rattlesnake Love. You can download songs, and it's cool, man. It's real cool. So that's it for today. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Hope you're having a great summer. Have fun. Enjoy. And uh, until next time, chicken chow mein, baby! Uh.